are live from beautiful Valley View, Ohio, here on NorthCoastUnderground.com on All Sports Cleveland. I am your host, Tyrell Jackson. And once again, you are listening to one of the hottest up and coming shows of all time. Well, I shouldn't say of all time, of this time. You are listening to Technically It Is Real, Episode 6. Yes, we have done five episodes. This will be the sixth installment. And let me just say thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for, well, not watching, listening and and paying attention. Whether you're listening in your car or you, you have it in the background as you clean or do whatever it may be. Or you're just sitting at home relaxing. Whatever it is, I want to say to my listeners, to my fans, thank you, thank you, thank you, and again, thank you. So a couple announcements, a couple announcements real quick. I will not be here November, not November. I'm thinking about Thanksgiving already. <laughs> it's, it's fall, baby. It's almost fall. But I will not be here next week, September 11th. I have a prior work engagement that I have already had signed up for, and I will be in Alliance, Ohio, to about 1, 2 o'clock. So I will not be here. So after this episode, we will be back on the 18th, and we're going to get into it a lot. But we're going to get into it a lot today as we got a lot to talk about. We got week one predictions. We got AEW all out we got the game that I had the most honored to cover, with, uh, which is West Giaga versus Parma. We're going to talk about that because I have decided since I've got my internship at Key on Sports, which I am very grateful and thankful for uh, to have an opportunity like this and to do something that I love and to cover a game that I love, I have decided to take a little bit of time to, to talk about the game that that uh that I covered not only is is it a great way to tell you guys um what happened or what 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 happened or whatever it may be but also it's it's an opportunity to shine these kids and and give these kids a um a sense of a platform to basically like hey these names are being heard you know so people can go out and go watch film and go look at these kids because I tell you man in these 3 weeks that I've been on this internship that I've been able to cover. Um, I will sit back and say this. I have seen some excellent talent and I've seen some talent where you don't really see a lot of their names online as far as recruiting goes and and what to be looking out for. So if I can give these kids a, a, a platform or anything to where you guys be like, hey, let me go check this out. I am happy to do so, but also I just love talking about high school football because, man, it's, it's, it's great to watch, and that's why I'm going to dedicate a little bit of time each and every week to do so uh, outside of next week because I won't be here next week. But like I said, we had um, we had a, um, a lot to talk about, or have a lot to talk about. Excuse me, I'm, I'm getting my train of thought here a little bit. Including, oh, including 
Jobber of the Week, which we are going to get into right now. Um, real quick, before we get into it right now, the one more thing I do want to cover, and I know it's a bit of a touchy subject, but we are also going to talk about, since I won't be here next Saturday, we are also going to talk about how how 9-11, which is coming up on its 20th anniversary, or I wouldn't say, yeah, I guess it would be 20th anniversary, um, of the terrible attacks that happened on New York on September 11th, 2001. Um those acts are still senseless they're still hard to watch and it is it's a very touchy subject because a lot of lives and a lot of people's lives were changed and a lot of lives were lost so it is a very touchy subject but to talk about the less severity side of 9-11 is basically going to be talking about how 9-11 changed NFL history because I do not think a lot of people realize, uh, as far as the sports world go, how it changed NFL history. So, granted, it's a touchy subject. I, I understand it's a very hard subject to talk about, but we also going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it because it's, it's, it's a couple of interesting facts uh, behind the NFL and how that event changed the course of NFL history that we're really still seeing the effects of today. So... There's that. But now, now we going to get into Jobber of the Week. And for my new listeners, Jobber of the Week is basically uh, somebody who, somebody, group of people, organization, whatever it may be, sports, life, whatever it may be, Jobber of the Week is basically, hey, look, you guys, mm, you guys stand out as a very different group of people or whatever it may be like i was job of the week one week because i had a horrible week um i've had the indians as job of the week san francisco 49ers as job of the week i've had all these guys job of the week for my current listeners you guys know or my long-term listeners who've been listening to every episode you guys know what job of the week is and usually sometimes i have to find job of the week Usually I have to sit back and and look at this, look at that, or kind of pay attention and just look out for things, whether it's in sports or life, whatever it may be, for Jobber of the Week. Oh, not this week. Jobber of the Week fell right into my lap Sunday afternoon. It fell, I mean, it, 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 was, it was like it was a care package just handed to me. I mean, it, it was like... It was like the world was saying, here, Tyrell, here's Jobber of the Week. Because <laughs> how the next day after episode five, Jobber of the Week just fell right there in front of me. It fell right there in front of me. And if you know what I'm talking about, then you already know who is Jobber of the Week. But if you don't know who I'm talking about, let me make a quick announcement. I would like to say that I will be the new head coach of Bishop Sagamore and the new athletic director of their wonderful fake school. Now, <laughs> now they obviously get Jobber of the Week because these bunch of jabronis, yes, I will call them jabronis because whoever ran this, whoever sat back and, 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 and decided to do this, they're jobbers. They're jabronis. 
you got a bunch of guys, 19, 20 year olds, some 18, who couldn't make it in these college programs, JUCO, Division One, Division Two, whatever it be, they could not make it. They couldn't make it. So they get sold. And, and this is what I think. I, I believe, and it's not confirmed, but I believe they got sold this pipe dream. Hey, we're going to say we're a high school. We're going to have teams looking into you. And then once teams look into you, then you're going to go to where the schools that you want to go. Here's the thing. Do they realize it's 2021? Do they realize it's 2021? It is easy to pull a background check. I can pull a background check on anybody right now for $30. So <laughs> why would you not sit back and think, hey, you know what? They're going to find out these kids are 19, 20 years old. But there was also one company that did not do his research properly. I'm looking at you, ESPN. You didn't do your research properly. You let this happen on national TV. You let this happen on national TV. And I'm going to get into the ESPN South for a little bit, but let's real quick shift back to focus to the best online school in Ohio history, which is Bishop Sagamore. I don't... It has been six days later. I still don't know what to say we got players sleeping on hotel floors we got bishop sagamore on twitter bragging and boasting and calling people haters no we're not haters we are mad it's funny but we are mad do you realize that a team from florida i if i'm not mistaken img from florida and i apologize if i got the school wrong but i know they're from florida for for sure traveled traveled up here that means the school is using money and resources to get these players up here to play a national game so these players can be put on a spotlight so they can have recruiters recruits because there are a lot of colleges athletic directors and scouts not only at the game but watching the game on espn they travel all the way from florida all the way up to canton ohio to play your sorry behinds and i almost cussed there but i gotta remember this is fcc guidelines unreal unreal you have a bunch of 15 16 17 year olds get on a bus or heck if the school has got money enough get on a plane but nine times out of ten like most high schools they get on a bus they travel hundreds of miles thinking that they're playing another high school team thinking they're gonna gonna play another high school team and they're playing a bunch of grown men they're playing 19 year olds 20 year olds 21 year olds 18 year olds they're playing grown men so when the commentator on ESPN say it's a matter of safety, he is damn right. It is a matter of safety. Why we got why this this isn't this isn't Turkey Bowl. This isn't playing football in the park where we're just having fun. Where 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 is this? Hey, we got a group of people, whatever it may be. Excuse me. This is real. These are live being impacted 
These are kids looking for a scholarship for a way out of whatever community they are in and to set their family up for success, to set themselves up for success. These are kids that are sitting back and have a dream to go to a major college. And you have other schools, not only in this state, but in 49 other states. And if you want to include Florida, then 48 other states that will love an opportunity to play on ESPN. And you took that away from those kids. You are grown men. Now, I would sit back and say this. I believe, and this is just my personal belief, I want to make that clear right now. This is my personal belief that these men, 18, 19, 20, whatever the age bracket was, was sold a pipe dream. They were sold a dream of, hey, we can play these high schools, make you look good on film. You guys look like high schoolers. And then the recruiters would come calling in and maybe they find out that what your age is is what your age is. But they'll exclude that because of your talent. Now, everybody knows. And here's the thing. Here's the beauty of live TV. Here's the beauty of live TV. Live TV will do things that pre-recorded TV can't. Because you can edit pre-recorded TV. You cannot edit live TV. So when the ESPN commentators are realizing mid-game that your, pro your program is not real, oh, it made for some excellent live TV. That's a positive in this situation. Another positive in this situation is that that team from Florida absolutely beat the dog crap out of you guys. They absolutely dominated you guys. They put you guys to the floor. They whooped you guys 58 to nothing. And you deserve every bit of that butt whooping. Oh, you deserve every bit of that butt whooping. What makes it even better what makes it even better is that the head the head coach of that school has a warrant out for his arrest. So congratulations. Now your face is on national TV. Congratulations. Oh, and, and, and then you want to get on Twitter talking about, oh, we got haters out here. We, we, we still going to do this and do that and selling merchandise. Nobody's buying merchandise. Nobody gives a damn. And every single one of your opponents, now that they realize that you are a fake high school, now that they realize this, now they saying, nah, -uh, we don't want to play you. Uh-uh, we, we pulling out. Because I don't put this on other high schools. When a athletic, when a high school athletic director calls you, when they call you, you expect them to be a real high school. Am, am, I, am I not, you know, serious about that? They expect another high school. They they do not expect a bunch of 
nobodies trying to basically trying to <laughs> get free scholarships and take scholarships away from actual high schoolers see this is what I talked about earlier in the intro there are some players that I've watched that I'm not seeing on these recruiting websites that should be on these recruiting websites that should be playing national games that should be showcasing their talents I watch two guys from West Giaga absolutely dominate that game they were all over the field on the defensive side of the ball and I will talk about that later I watched them they should be having national recognition and if they already got it they should be having more national recognition but it's programs like Bishop Sagamore it's adults like Bishop Sagamore that only care about themselves and don't give a damn about nobody else. We always talking about putting these kids first. We always talking about protecting kids. We always talking about how kids are our future. But when it's time to show what we are preaching, we only care about ourselves. That's what Bishop Sagamore did. We got all these programs in school. You know how many schools it is alone in Northeast Ohio? It is a lot of schools alone in the Northeast Ohio region. And we got these school. We got this school. These jabronis. This online school. These online schools. This online school. Take away something that kids from 48 other states. Good, bad, and different. Deserve to showcase their skills and talents. Not a bunch of grown men. You want to showcase your skills and talents in front of people? Pick up a phone, which all of you have. Hit record and start recording yourself and upload it on YouTube. Don't take it away from the kids. Do not take it away from the kids on a national stage. That is embarrassing. That is horrible. Schools knew about this. Some schools did. Some schools decided to go ahead and play them. But now that it come out on national TV that, hey, this is really a fake school. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and this is why some of, the, some of this goes towards ESPN. How do you not do your thorough research? Now, high school athletic directors, okay, that's one thing. You, you, you call, you expect, you expect it to be actual another high school. And if they're not a part of the Ohio State Athletic Association or whatever it may be, then you go, okay, well, this can be just a scrimmage game to get warm up my kids or whatever it may be. Or, hey, you can play us because one of our opponents couldn't make it. That makes sense. But ESPN, you didn't do your research? The moment I heard online school, the first 21 seconds, the first few minutes of the broadcast, when I heard 
Owen Lyon School, I knew it was a red flag because somebody correct correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody please correct me when I'm wrong. But last time I checked, I don't remember any online high schools having a football team. That's kind of hard to do because you got kids from all over the place, whether it's in state or nationally. You got kids from all over the place. And then you expect those kids to collect in one area on a consistent basis. This isn't a meet and greet type thing where it's like, okay, I'll go out there one time. No, you got to go out there every day, travel together, and play games. I do not remember an online high school having a football team. I don't even know if an online college has a football team. I wouldn't imagine so. It's like, oh, hey, we got the University of Phoenix football team playing. Like, what? People are like, hold on, that, that's not real. Since when the University of Phoenix had a football team? An online school got a football team. Really? That, that should have been red flag number one ESPN. But look, I'm looking down this timeline. Oh, yeah, I'm going overtime on this segment. Because you know what? These guys, they deserve for me to just thrash on them. And I hope whoever wasn't paying attention, who was in charge of scheduling or whatever it may be, happens to listen to this show. They happen to listen to this show and go, I don't want to play that team. I don't want my kids getting hurt by this team. I don't want them getting hurt by this team. This team not even a part of the Ohio State Athletic Association. The youth builders, the youth build team in West Virginia back in September 23rd, 2019 canceled their game when they found out, when they did their research that there was multiple players over the age of 18. Bishop Sagamore played his first recorded game according to maxpreps.com 35 to nothing. They lost. What a surprise. What's a surprise? Bishop Sagamore played in September, uh, excuse me, October 16, 2020. Bishop Sagamore plays IMG Academy for the first time. So this is not their first time playing playing IMG. And they got whooped 56 to 6. Then they play him again and lose 37 to 14. So IMG Academy has played this team twice, three times, really, if you want to, we're including ESPN. They played this team three times. And I'm pretty sure each time IMG Academy did not know what they was getting into. Rather, they didn't do their research or whatever it may be, they, they, they just didn't, you know, or they could have just seen it as like this. Hey, we are a powerhouse high school. Let's go get ourselves an easy win and make ourselves look good in the process. And I would say this as another bright spot. I think the players out of IMG comes out this well. You beat a bunch of grown, whether they could play or not, you beat a bunch of grown men, 58 to nothing, 56 to 6, 34 to 17, or 37 to 14. 
you you beat a bunch of grown men like this. Makes me look good. Hey, look, I can play against a bunch of grown men. They suck, but hey, it's still a bunch of grown men at the end of the day. It's still a bunch of grown men at the end of the day. But here's the beautiful thing. Here's the beautiful thing. When they finally got exposed, wasn't that beautiful? Wasn't it beautiful live TV? To see the commentators realize they had been duped. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And to see that happen. Come on now. We're an online school. As soon as those words would have flew out of my mouth, I would have looked right at my producer and be like, there are what now? Uh, um, I think y'all need to, y'all didn't do y'all research. There ain't, ain't no way in heck that an online school got, got a bunch of players. Ain't no way. As future say on, on mask off, ain't no way. Ain't no effing way. Because <laughs> it ain't no way. I would have turned right to him. I'm, I'm, I'm turning right now. Looking at myself, pretending I am a, the producer I'm looking at. Hey, you, you, online school. What? What? Online school. Uh-uh, no, nah, no. Nah, something they write, something they write, something they write. Hey, y'all need to do your research, y'all. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. It's an online school. With a football team? Hey, what type of mess is that? Come on now. Come on. This school has two addresses listed. One, one address is a house in a residential area. Come on, people. You're gonna use, uh, okay, okay, you, you wanna be this stupid, you wanna be this dumb. At least, oh my God, at least, at least, at least, at least use one address. We got two addresses? One, a residential area? So somebody's house is a, is, 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 whether it's abandoned or not, somebody's house is listed as an address. Then, we got a library at Franklin University in Columbus, Ohio. What? The HE double hockey sticks is going on. The more and more I look into it, because I knew the basics. But I finally, and, and I looked into it a little bit, but the deeper I dive into this. I'm looking at the house right now. This is somebody's house that they have listed. And it doesn't even look like a house. It looks like uh, one of those um, apartment complexes. One of the, uh, like a, town, a townhouse. So we got, we got townhouses. We got townhouses. Now look, they they fired Roy Johnson, who started this, who's head head coach of this beautiful school back in 2018. They fired him. Ooh, ooh. Athletic director Andre Peterson says that he's not running a scam. 
He says, I'm not gaining anything financially from doing this. And y'all do know they got a GoFundMe. They got a GoFundMe raising tw trying to raise $20,000 for this fake school, which has been shut down since. And they only got $140. See, this is why I am a believer in karma. You do bad things, you get bad things done to you. You do good things, you get good things done to you. You do neutral things, it falls in between. Schools are backing out. The website is apparently down for maintenance. This is a disgrace. This is this is a absolute disgrace. But like I said, there are a few bright spots. IMG whooped on them every single time. IMG players got some national nas national exposure. They got some national exposure. And Bishop Sagamore got outed. And Roy Johnson could be going to jail very soon. So we got some positives. We got some positives in this. But these guys, I mean, it, it was handed to me on a, forget a silver platter, forget a gold platter. It was handed to me on a platinum platter that these guys are job of the week. And it should be a lesson to ESPN and really a lesson to any athletic director out there. To any athletic director out there. Do your research. Dig deep. Even if you heard from the school before, dig deep. ESPN, you guys definitely should be digging deep. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing to put that on national TV like that. That is embarrassing. And it shouldn't be done again. But if they're not, if they're based in your state and they're not a part of your athletic commission, or association, whatever you want to call it, do your research. If they say they are an online school, they are not an online school. Something ain't right. They not real. Because you know what? Like I said, tell me. Somebody tell me. Tell me on Twitter. Some, somebody. Anybody. Anybody. Tell me. Tell me. Somebody. If, if my friends are listening... Text me, tell me on Twitter at Ty Tyrell, Jack Tyrell W. Jackson 1. That's T-Y-R-E-L-L W. Jackson 1. The one is not spaced out. Somebody tell me on Twitter. Somebody tell me anywhere where an online school has a football team. College, high school, doesn't matter. Because I hear online school and I'm going, yeah, this this ain't right. I'm backing out. And I'm glad teams are backing out from me. And to the players of Bishop Sagamore, to the ones that legit feel bad and got sold a pipe dream. And it took, and it's a shame, but it's true. It took until this moment to realize that you had been had and you feel remorse and regret. I feel bad for you. I feel sorry for you. Because I do believe you guys were sold a pipe dream. I do believe that you were sold on a image and you guys had big dreams. And the reason why you're doing this is because you have big dreams to play football. And yeah, it's probably going to tarnish you guys forever. 
or at least in the short term to the players and there are some players on this on this team that feel no remorse that don't care that is saying hi haters that are saying people are going to hate you ought to be ashamed of yourselves i can't say what i want to say about you guys on this station i can't say it. i have to keep it fcc guidelines I have to keep it FCC guidelines. Because what I wanted to say, what I want to say, I can't say it. I can't even become to come close to repeating it. That's how mad I am. Because you guys were outed. And there is no shame. There is no remorse. And people like that are terrible. When we come back, we are going to stick to high school football. I'm going to talk about West Geauga versus Parma when and when we come back. We also got week one predictions for the NFL season. And then we also got all out predictions and previews here on Technically Is Real on All Sports Cleveland here in beautiful Bellevue City on NorthCoastUnderground.com. We will be back after these messages. Do you have an interest in being in broadcasting? Ohio Media School has hands-on coursework taught by broadcast professionals on seven different campuses. Our Cleveland campus is located at 9885 Rockside Road in Valley View, Ohio. Ohio Media School currently hosts two student-run online radio stations with loads of internship opportunities. Call today and learn about our job placement system programs, diploma program, and our financial aid services at any of our seven different campuses at 216-503-5900. That's 216-503-5900 or beonair.com. At Ohio Media School, we change. I remember, the I remember the moment. Remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. A storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's livelihoods. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We are responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters in this station. If you talk it we all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. 
Everywhere that we go, he makes people laugh and makes people smile, and I feel like I have that quality. He's the one who always takes me fishing. I watch golf with him. And <laughs> I watch him cook, because when I grow up, I want to be a cook, too. Me, how does he have faces like this? Dad is the one, when you fall, that picks you up. That unconditional sense of presence and um, reassurance is really what makes him my father. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year, remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash call. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. You might know me, I'm 50 Cent. You may follow my tweets, my Facebook friends. Odds are a few in six degrees separate us. We're that close. What's crazy is one in six don't know where their next meal is coming from. These are your co-workers, your neighbors, your friends. Hunger's too close for us to ignore. So visit feedinamerica.org slash hunger and find your local food bank to see how you can make a difference. From one close friend to another, let's do this. I'm 50 Cent, and together we are Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. They'll test you. Try to break your will. But however loud the loudness gets, however many cheese puffs may fly, you're the driver, the one in control. Stand firm. Just wait. And move only when you hear the click that says they're buckled in for the drive. Never give up till they buckle up. All right, we are back to Technically It's Real. Again, I am your host, Tyrell Jackson. So we are going to stay with high school football for a little bit as we are going to talk about the game I was able to uh, cover last night, which was West Giaga over Parma. West Giaga coming in one and one after a dominating win against Geneva, 28 to nothing. And Parma is coming in off a 13 to eight victory over Fairview. So this is a game between a one and one team 
Palmer comes in 2-0. And this was voted Channel 3's Game of the Week. So we had Channel 3 uh, crew out there as well doing the game. And the game started off with Wes Giaga trying to surprise everybody with the onside kick. But it was uh, immediately recovered by Parma. The thing is, is that I get what they was trying to do. Do the, onside, do the onside kick early. Catch them off guard. Let's get an early possession. But it wasn't the best kick. It was pretty much kicked right to uh, a member of the Redmen. So it, it kind of didn't work out in their favor. But I would say this. That defense shut that down real quick because that first drive, they they went backwards. They didn't gain any positive. Uh, the Redmen didn't gain any positive yards, and then West Giaga's offense just comes out and they quick three plays. They drive down the field in a matter of minutes, not even minutes. They they drive down the field in a matter of at the most one minute. They scored three yard, uh, a nine-yard touchdown pa uh, pass as Danny Stewart connected with uh, Tory uh, Stazone. And excuse me if I'm saying that name wrong. Sometimes I don't, I'm not the best with the pronunciations, so I do apologize in advance if I am mentioning your name incorrectly. But he gets a nine-yard connection from Danny Stewart, and this is a fun fact about um, Tory. I don't care what level it is, NFL, college, middle school, high school, peewee, doesn't matter. You score in 13 consecutive games, that is impressive. That is impressive. So congratulations to Tory and keep that streak going, kid. I'm telling you, NFL, high school, college, there's not a lot of NFL wide receivers that does that. You are doing that here. 13 consecutive games with a touchdown. So, basically, much of the same for Parma. They cannot get the ball moving. Um, Parma's defense stops West Giago on the second drive. But then Parma's moving backwards again. And Lucas Sadler comes in, blocks uh, Dominic Deadman, uh, Diarman. Excuse me. Once again, if I'm pronouncing the names wrong, I apologize in advance. Uh, blocks Parma's punt, got recovered by Ryan Garvey, made it 14 to nothing, and then Parma would fumble the ball on the next play after the kickoff, be recovered by by uh, West Giaga. They would go down to the field due to a penalty. It was not a touchdown drive, and Parma's defense had a good goal line stand as Joseph uh, Diala drilled a 19-yard field goal to make it 17 to nothing. Parma really could not get the ball moving this entire game. Um, they they had a rough game. They, they had a few plays here and there, but they really couldn't get that ball moving. And, and give credit to West Geauga's defense. That defense was flying all over the field. There was no... Um, there wasn't any breaking coverages. It wasn't. They were getting a lot of pressure. They were stopping the run. Wes Giaga came in, and their defensive line just took over the entire game. They took over the entire game. And as they're taking over the entire game, I would sit back and say that Lucas, Lucas Stadler had an excellent game. And also, Austin Pascal had a – oh, man. 
that kid was flying all over the place. I mean, it was like half of the time I was just saying either Lucas or Lucas or Austin. Like it, it, it was, it those two guys were that good last night. They were absolutely getting to the ball carrier. They were absolutely getting to the quarterback. Um, these these guys just came out and they just had a ball of fire. They came out and played, and I mean, honestly, that, that was really the names I was saying all the time uh, last night. But what it just kind of seemed like that. But look, at the Parma couldn't move the ball again. Wesiaga drives down the field. It gets capped off by uh, a ten yard run by David uh, Fifona uh, to make it twenty four to no- nothing. And then one of my favorite plays of the game is that. Diala, and once again, I apologize in advance. If I'm butchering your names, it is not intentional. I promise you that. When he made a 46-yard field goal to make it 27 to nothing, he drilled a 46-yard and had a little. It was running out of steam a little bit. It was like, is it gonna make it? Is it gonna make it? And then he made it. You do not see a lot of high schoolers making a 46-yard field goal. You do not. You don't even see a lot of high schoolers making 35 yarders, 30 yarders. This kid made a 46-yard field goal and had a little, just a little bit of room to spare. I'm talking about like maybe a yard to spare. If he was a yard back, I think he still makes it. If he's two yards back, probably not. He would have been very close, and that still would have been impressive. He made a 46-yard field goal. But Parmerwood gets a little bit of life. Logan Zayol would, would fake a punt for eight yards on the fourth down. Um, but then it was just like a few plays. They got a little breathing. They got a little, ah. And then all of a sudden, Craig would throw an interception right to Chris uh, Ronaldo. Um, they, they they just threw the interception. But give credit to, to Parma, man. They they came out. They they stopped West Giaga's defense. And matter of fact, they, they actually – they actually would get um they actually wouldn't capitalize uh Parma would get the ball back but then they fumbled the ball again with like a minute and 40 left in the half but a few plays later again West Yaka couldn't capitalize off of that as the the same guy who got the fake punt uh for eight yards for the first down Zayol turns around picks the ball off and returns it back for 50 yards and for a moment I thought he was going to take it to the house and and then you just see him running he's running as fast as he can he gets caught back up from behind, and it was like, whoa, okay. It was like, okay, yeah, they're down 27 nothing, but, hey, these guys are showing some life. They, they might score on this drive, maybe get a field goal on this drive, kind of go into halftime with some momentum, and then the second interception by Parma happened, and and Joey Horniak will return it 30, uh, return it all the way back to the house, made it 34 nothing, um, at the end of the half, which, when we came back into the halftime, um, there was the running clock rule, which basically states that a team up by 30 points or more would start the running clock to kind of make the game go faster and basically get everybody home or whatever it may be. Um, not a lot really happened in the second half because of the running clock. I mean, there was a uh, Diallo hit a 24-yarder and made it 37 nothing. Um, Michael uh, Cavasini, again, sorry. Uh, ran it for three yards, uh, make it 43 to nothing. It would have been 44 to nothing. Darius uh, Schofield blocked the uh, extra point. It was 43 to nothing. 
the final score, West Geauga comes out two and one. Parma falls to two and one. And West Geauga has not allowed a team to score a single point in the last in their last ten quarters. That is good. That is impressive. That is. Crawl had a had a had a bad game. Stewart had a solid game. He ran for multiple yards. Um he he ran the he ran the ball a lot. He will also um, you know, throw a touchdown. He threw an interception. Uh like I said, Tory scores in his thirteenth consecutive game. My player to games for West Giaga is Lucas Sadler and Austin Pascal. They were all over the field. They were flying to the ball. Lucas Sadler actually got an interception uh, um, in the fourth quarter. He actually got an interception. Um, and Austin was just all over the field. He was getting tackles for losses. He had actually had three tackles for loss. He had a sack. He had about four or five tackles. Those guys get player of the game. But Parma's player of the game is Tyler Gurm. Tyler Gurm, the stats didn't really show all that much. But for me... He had injury issues in this game. He had injury issues. He 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 would get he would get hurt. He'll be down on the ground for a while, get pulled out, come back in, get hurt, get be down for a while, comes back in. But he came back in. This team is down thirty-four to nothing. His team is down thirty-four to nothing, and he's playing like it's zero to zero. He easily gets player of the game because you know what? There are there are professionals that sit back and go, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm done, you know. And he went out, played hard for his team, played hard for his school, and that deserves the utmost respect by me. It should deserve the respect by his peers, and I know for sure it earned the respect of from his coaches and his teammates alike. So that was the game yesterday, 43 to nothing, West Giaga. West Giaga comes in. One and one, they leave out two and one. They got a big game against Kirtland next week. It is it is a conference game. Kirtland is undefeated. It is going to be a big game over there um, for for that as well. It's going to be a huge game, huge game. So they're going to be playing Kirtland next week. Parma, they got they got they're going to bounce back. They're playing against Westlake. They should be able to bounce back and and everything like that. So. Once again, some good high school action, and I, I'm loving covering high school football, and I get to see some amazing talent. So once again, that was that was our high school game of the week because I covered it and I saw it live. <laughs> but nonetheless, still, uh, um, anytime I cover a game, I, I have the utmost respect for these kids and, and will absolutely talk about it on this show, on this platform. So when we come back, we, going, we are going to get into it with week one predictions and how NFL history was changed after the attacks of 9-11. You are listening to Technically It Is Real on All Sports Cleveland on NorthCoastUnderground.com. We will be back after these messages. When Frank DeLorenzo returned home from Iraq, things did not go smoothly. DeLorenzo was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and a traumatic brain injury. But DeLorenzo found an unusual solution, Sophie. Sophie is a pit bull rescued from the Cleveland Kennel. With proper training, Sophie can now remind De Lorenzo when to take his medication, wake him from his nightmares, and essentially watch his back. With all the success De Lorenzo had with Sophie, he decided to start Wags for Warriors, 
a nonprofit-based organization in Northeast Ohio, started to help service men and women that have been affected by their combat experience. They work with local rescue organizations to match the veteran with an appropriate dog and provide all the training and support with no cost to the veteran. To find out how you can support WAGS for Warriors, call 330-285-3941. Again, that number is 330-285-3941. Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for 75 years, he's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like, if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire. So be careful out there. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the ad comes. Your 20 is all about one question. What's the move? Do you know what your next move is? We're all tired of sitting at home worrying about what comes next. After the kids, after the wedding, and that job you'd rather stay at home for. Do you know Ohio Media School offers educational programs not only for the young, but the old too? Radio production, video editing, and voiceovers with camera preparation is all available to you. What? You don't have time to attend classes on campus? No problem. Ohio Media School on Rockside Roll offers offline and on campus campus classes that can adjust to your schedule. So stop letting excuses keep you away from calling and making Ohio Media School your next move. Located at 9885 Rockside Road in Valley View. Everyone, and I mean everyone, has the right to feel confident and secure when they wear swimwear. But we all know that that's not the case. So let's shop Vibe Swim. Vibe Swim is a swimwear brand that has the hottest styles for all sizes, genders, and of course, vibes. Be all that you are in new Vibe Swim pieces that you can purchase online at www.vibeswim.com. Again, that's www.vybeswim.com. Tired of all those expensive clothes that don't even last long? Want clothes that are fashionable, comfortable, and affordable at the same time that you won't leave in your closet forever? Go to SwiftLife.com. That's S-W-I-F-F-L-Y-F-E.com. They've got the best deals on all clothing, men's, women, and children. Everything right now is 40% off at SwiftLife.com. That's S-W-I-F-F-L-Y-F-E.com. Get right with SwiftLife. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Are you tired of renting, but the idea of owning a home seems unattainable? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help you realize the dream of home ownership with its 30-year fixed-rate mortgage loans, low interest rates, down payment assistance, and home buyer education designed to prepare you for your journey to home ownership. Visit ohiohome.org or call 888-362-6432 to learn more. That's 888-362-6432. This message is brought to you by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency and aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Most of us like 
like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. All right, we are back to Technically It Is Real. Thank you guys for listening. We are almost done with our number one already. So, a couple of things. I realize that I won't be able to do every single division uh, at all. Uh, I did the divisions I did do. I'm proud of that. But I won't be able to do the divisions that I do. Probably shouldn't start it off with the... Uh, the Tim draft bus uh, draft pick classes that took two weeks so there's that but we live and we learn nonetheless because guess what we are also going to have more rankings coming up shortly but we got to get into week one predictions because the NFL season is fast upon us matter of fact it is this Thursday and I just got one question for you all who's ready for some NFL football baby so look Let's start it off. Let's get it going. Let's get it on and popping. First game of the year, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by the GOAT, Tom Brady, goes against the Dallas Cowboys. So, <laughs> I mean, I, they, they get on my nerves. Those fans get on my nerves. So, look, last time these two teams met up was December 23rd of 2018, where Dallas won 27-20. to this is a national game, obviously, because it is the first game of the regular season. Look, Dallas has a lot of questions coming into this. Can their offense move? Um, will their offense be um, be productive again at now that Dak is back? Will Dak stay healthy? Can Dak be the same player he was before that leg, that gruesome leg injury that he had that ended his career, uh, not career, his season last year? Uh, for Tampa, it's it's not really a lot of questions. They pretty much are fielding this fielding the same team again. Uh, obviously, they got Brady, they got Fournette, they got Godwin, they have Brown, uh, they got Gronk, they got Bush, they got they got all these different guys on on all sides of the ball. I mean, it's just Tampa's just loaded. Like it got Giovanni Bernard, who can which they can move around. Uh, you got. Um, Excuse me, you got Ronald Jones. I mean, Mike Evans, he's going to be coming back. I mean, this is, this is, whoo, man, this this team is loaded, man, loaded. And now that's on the offensive side of the ball. I, I didn't even, did I even say anybody on the defensive side of the ball? Mm -mm, I did. I, just, I said Bush. But, you know, like once, once Sue get off of the, the COVID list, you got Indomitian Sue, you got Vita Vea, you got, I, I mean, you got Jason Pierre-Paul, you got Devin White. I don't know why I said Bush, but you got Devin White. I, I mean, you got Shaq, uh, Shaq Barrett. You got all these guys on this team. There's a reason why Tampa is favored to win again. 
Now, now granted, they're favored to win because of Brady, but look how good that team is. That Tampa's team is, man, Tampa's team is phenomenal. So I, I got to give Tampa this win right here because I, I don't think Dallas team is strong enough to play them. I, I just don't. I mean, you, you obviously got Dak, you got, uh, but Elliott has has not had a, a good couple of years. You got Amari Cooper, you got Gallup, you got uh, C.D. Lamb. So I mean, they can match with them on the offensive side of the ball, but their defense was not a good defense, especially their their pass defense. It wasn't a good defense. So I, I just do not see the Cowboys winning. I I think Tampa Bay is better coach. I think they have a better head coach. Um, than Dallas, and I think they overall have a better team than Dallas, so I got to give Tampa this win right here. Next, we got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Atlanta Falcons. Both teams are coming in off of rough seasons. Uh, for Philadelphia, look, I'm not very high on this team. Obviously, they got Jalen Hurts, and, 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 and you know, they're going to have Garden Mishud, who's probably going to be back up. They got Howard there. Um, Ertz, Dallas Goddard. Look, this, I mean, they're good. They're good. They're building something there. It, it's just, you know, I, the, the, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is Devontae Smith. That is who I am excited about. I, I think Devontae Smith is going to be an excellent player. I mean, he's one of the few wide receivers to ever win a Heisman. So I think Devontae Smith is going to. Um, have a good career, but we're going to see what he's going to be at least somewhat made of um, with with um, with the regular season become uh, upon us, excuse me, with the regular season upon us. So I'm, I'm very intrigued what Devontae Smith is going to do, but I mean, this is not one of those big marquee games. I mean, you got Atlanta with, obviously you got Matt Ryan who's going to be returning. Um, you got you got David, Mike Davis, um, they got Cordell Patterson listed as a running back for some reason on their roster. Um, they they lost Julio Jones, but they gained Kyle Pitts. I'm intrigued to see what Kyle Pitts is going to do. Uh, Kaden, uh, Hayden Hurst is going to be back. Calvin Ridley. And let me say this about Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is a, a good talent. He's a great talent. And he did absolutely well with out playing with Julio Jones for 10 games. I think Julio Jones only played six games last year, but this is a proving year for him. And I know that sounds crazy as a guy who's been putting up some great numbers his first two years, but, and yes, he did play 10 games without Julio, but now you're playing a whole season without Julio. Now you are the number one guy. You're not the guy that, um, that they prepare for because you're number one because of injuries. And they prepare for Julio just in case he comes back. No, you're the wide receiver now. You're the guy now. What can you do? That's why I sit back and say it's a proof year for for um for Calvin Ridley. Do I think he would live up to it? Oh, I think so. But I would not be surprised if his numbers dip. Uh, not not a big dip, but just a small dip. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised by it at all. Um, look, I got I got I got Atlanta winning this. I think Atlanta's team is just stronger. Um, I think it's gonna be a close game. Uh, I, I, I give it twenty one to to twenty four Atlanta. I think Atlanta comes out. Um, 
win this game, which means they'll cover the spread. So, you know, there's that. Next, we got the Panthers versus the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Zach Wilson going up against the former Jet quarterback, Sam Darnold, week one in Carolina. And look, what the Jets are building out there, I like I said last week, I think they're building something great out there. But I just am not sold on them winning a lot of games this year. I think they're going to compete with, especially with that new head coach that they have. But do I think they're going to come out and beat the Panthers? No. You got you got Christian McCaffrey, who's going to be coming back after a series of injuries. You got Robbie Anderson, a former Jet. You you got DJ Moore um, over there. You got Sam Darnold. And for me, this is a also make or break year for Sam Darnold. Yes, Darnold's in his fourth year, but he's been on a bad organization. Bad structure organization that didn't believe in him. I somewhat believe that um, the people that were there wanted him there. But then when they got fired, nobody wanted him there. And that's why they were so quick to trade Sam Darnold. But now you do not have the New York Jets organization is trash uh, pile to fall back on. It is sink or swim, Sam Darnold. Are you that NFL quarterback everybody was talking about when he was coming out of USC? Are you that NFL quarterback that a lot of people thought should have went number one to us? Are you that guy? We're going to find out. This is year four. So we're going to find out. We are definitely going to find out. So I think Donald goes off in this game, though. I think he goes off. This is his, this is his former team. They traded him for a bag of Doritos and three Skittles. He's going to go off. This is the game he's going to go off. They're not. He's not playing against a good defense. Yeah, he's going to go off. I think Donald's going to go off. I mean, you got Zach Wilson. I, I, I We'll see how Zach Wilson is going to do. But, I, man, I'm looking at this Jets team, and, and outside of C.J. Mosley, eh, you know? Like, uh, like, like, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know what? Sam Donald better go off. He better go off. So we'll see what's going to happen with that. I think I think Carolina runs away with this one. I think it's going to be 34 to 14. I think Carolina just 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 beats the Jets. I don't think the Jets are ready to come out of the gates and win or even come out the gates and compete somewhat. So I got Carolina winning this game uh 34 to 14. Next we got the Chargers versus the Washington football team. <laughs> So we got the Chargers versus the football team. Herbert is back at it again. And look, we are going to talk about that game uh, at these commercial breaks. You're listening to All Sports Cleveland. Technically is real. We'll be right back. Building relationships during recovery from mental and substance use disorders can put the strength of family and community behind you. We're all connected offering encouragement, support, and hope. Join the Voices for Recovery. Strengthen families and communities. For confidential information on mental and substance use disorders, including prevention and treatment referrals for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I do the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just got invited to the prom. Do you A, meet her date? I need to see your past date report cards, your driver's license, a list of references, and this hair sample. B, help her pick out a dress. <gasps> Don't you just love the long sleeves and turtleneck on this pantsuit? Ugh. C, attend the prom undercover. Mom, what are you doing here? I'm not mom, I'm <clears throat> Calvin, the new kid at school. Or D, capture her big moment. Uh, let's take a photo of you two. I'm in the middle. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. I remember the moment. I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. A storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's livelihoods. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We are responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters in this station. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. They'll test you. Try to break your will. But however loud the loudness gets, however many cheese puffs may fly, you're the driver, the one in control. Stand firm. Just wait. And move only when you hear the click that says they're buckled in for the drive. 
never give up till they buckle up. By attending the Ohio Media School, you can experience hands-on coursework that can have you in a TV or radio career in nine months from now. Ohio Media School offers federal financial aid, job placement at graduation, and the instructors are working professionals in the broadcasting industry. Come tour the campus on Rockside Road, call 216-503-5900 to set up an appointment, or check out the student-run internet radio station at beonair.com today. All right, we are back on Technically It's Real. Again, I, Technically It Is Real, I am your host, Tyrone Jackson. So, we left off with, even before me even saying anything about the Chargers versus the football team, Herbert against Fitz Magic, baby. And I, I like what LA is building out there. I think they're building a good team out there. Um, I don't say the same for Washington and all like that. I mean, look, Washington is going to be good in a few years. But as of right now, I just don't see it. But they got Herbert. But, look, the Chargers got Herbert. They got Eckler, who can move all around the field. They, they got Keenan Allen. They got Jerry Cook, who is a solid replacement for them losing Hunter Henry to the uh, New England Patriots. Um, look, if you want to talk about their offensive line, their offensive line was one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year. But their defense is one of the best. Joey Bosa is going to absolutely eat again this year. So that's no surprise right there. They got they got uh Linval, Joseph. They they got guys that, that can play. They got guys that can play on the defensive side of the ball. They were actually one of the best running defenses in the league last year, believe it or not. And they're I mean, they got some good corners too. I mean, they got Chris Chris Harris, obviously, who has had an excellent career. Derwin James, who's gonna I think he's gonna have a excellent bounce back year. You got Michael Davis out there who is just a baller. I mean, look, this, this, and, and then you got Asante Samuel Jr. Asante Samuel Jr. is a steal. When your dad is Asante Samuel and you're Asante Samuel Jr. and you play just like your father, there's no doubt in my mind you're going to have great things ahead of you um, uh, um, for your career. Uh, look, for Washington, they, they like I said, they got Fitz Magic out there. You know, he's going to be playing. But, you know, they, I, just, I just, I don't see it, you know. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see Washington winning this game. And, therefore, I got the Chargers winning this game by the score of 28 to nothing. I think it's going to be a shutout. I think it's going to be a shutout. Fitz magic comes to Fitz tragic. So, there's that. Next, we got the 49ers versus Detroit. Who cares about this game, to be honest? I mean, look, San Francisco is all about the quarterback play. Um, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to get pulled out if he has a bad game? Probably. Uh, what is Jared Goff going to do with um, with the Detroit Lions? We don't know. And I just give this win to San Francisco because San Francisco is just the better team, especially with Nick Bosa coming back. And he's going he's to eat as well. But uh, San Francisco win this game. Um, low score. I, I give it 17 to 14. Uh, just, just to throw a score out there. I, I just... Eh, it's San Francisco and Detroit. Next, we got that Western Pennsylvania team versus the Buffalo Bills. We don't like Pittsburgh over here. Whoop! I just said it. Whoops. Anyway, so we got we got Pittsburgh going back to Buffalo in a key game. That is going to be one of the hottest games of the 1 o'clock games. And Pittsburgh's pretty much fielding 
the the same team somewhat. I mean, yes, they got Big Ben. They're gonna have um, Edwards. They got Najee Harris. They 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 got uh, Claypool, Ebron, which uh, is Ebron. Um, they got Juju Smith Schuster, and, and if he stops doing Corvette, Corvette, he's a good player. And you know, just don't brag anymore. But the biggest the biggest thing is their offensive line play. They're feeling this pretty much the same defense. I mean, they did lose they did lose their starting inside linebacker, but they did replace him with a solid Joe Schobert. Um, but I mean, I just don't <sighs> look this 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 team. Like I said a few weeks ago, this team is going to be competitive. I think they get seven wins, but look. They're playing against Buffalo. Buffalo's a Super Bowl contender. Josh Allen, you got you got Singletary out there. You got Beasley and Diggs and and Knox and you, you got um, you got Emmanuel Sanders is going to be. I think he's going to be solid. You got you got a very good offensive line out there. Very good defense. I mean, it, it, I mean, I mean, you got you got Tremaine Edward Edmonds. Excuse me. You've got, I mean, you got all these guys. Jordan Poyer, a former Brown. You got, you got Shadavius White, who's easily one of the best corners in the league. I don't think that, I don't think Pittsburgh's team is strong enough. If anything, they beat them by coaching. They don't beat them by necessarily being the better team. I got Buffalo winning this game, but I don't think Buffalo is going to dominate this game. I think Buffalo is going to have... A little bit of hard time playing against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is, is going to be coming in a little motivated. They were embarrassed by Buffalo last year, partially in due to Juju doing Corvette, Corvette, and Buffalo getting motivated themselves. So if Juju don't dance on midfield logos, then I think Pittsburgh will be just fine. Competitive game. High scoring game. But not that high scoring as you think. I guess now they consider mid scoring or whatever it may be. Uh, I got Buffalo winning by by a touchdown. I got Buffalo winning thirty five to twenty eight. It's a touchdown, and it's a touchdown in an extra point. And I think that's just as far as it goes. I, I I think Buffalo comes out with this win, but it would not surprise me if Pittsburgh can pull off a three point win or a two point win or anything like that. It is a game that I definitely will be watching nonetheless. Next, you got the Seattle Seahawks versus the Indianapolis Colts. Seattle traveled to Indianapolis. The big question is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is healthy. Carson Wentz is off the COVID list. He, his foot is healthy. Can Carson Wentz shake off his time in Philadelphia and play ball? Can Carson Wentz sit back and lead the Colts back to the playoffs and make a deep run? That is the question. And like I said, if uh, like I said when I had. Um, my, 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 um, what was it that? Yeah. My, my uh, instructor, Jack John here, the Colts have a chance to win this division, but it starts with the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks is coming in with DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson. And, you know, they got a good defense and a solid offense, but I think because of Russ, especially of course, has a bad game. I think Seattle takes this win. I think Seattle wins 24 to 17. I think it's a touchdown win. I think it's going to be a competitive game, a touchdown game nonetheless. And I think Seattle walks out in Indianapolis with a win. But 
don't be surprised if Indianapolis competes and makes it close or Betty yet comes out with the win as well. That is another game that can go either way in my personal opinion. Next, you got the Minnesota Vikings versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Big question is, can Joe Burrow produce like he did last year? We don't know. We got Kirk Cousins. We got we got Burrows. We got two teams that weren't that good last year. And I like I like what they're doing over there in Cincinnati, but we just don't know what is really going on in Cincinnati. Like I said, is their offense line going to be good? Is is Joe Burrow going to be able to produce um, and and lead this team? Will Joe Mixon have another big year? I think so. But you got Boyd out. You got Tyler Boyd out there. You got T. Higgins, who are who is a solid wide receiver. But then the bigger question is Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has been struggling in, in training camp and offseason and preseason. Do you have Jamar Chase out there game one? Do you have him out there playing against the Minnesota Vikings? Even if it's limited, do you have him do it? Or do you sit back and go, you know what? We're going to sit him down. So I got Minnesota winning this game. Not by a lot. Actually, by a lot. Excuse me. I changed my mind. On the fly. Changed my mind. On the fly. I got them winning by a lot. Even though they're three-point favorites, I think they win more than that. I think they, I think they win by two touchdowns. I think it'd be, I think it'd be twenty-four to ten. I think they win by two touchdowns. I mean, it's just, it is what it is with that. Next, we got the Houston Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Big question there: Trevor Lawrence can Trevor Lawrence be the number one pick that everybody makes him out to be? Can sunshine, sunshine, as I like to call him? Uh, as a lot of people like to call it because it does remind you of sunshine on uh, remember the titans but can he produce can he lead this team and i like i said like i said last week or a couple of weeks ago look i like what jacksonville is doing out there i think they have a bright future they did lose um they did lose their other first round draft pick um to an injury and he's done for the year and that kind of doesn't help them stretch the ball out uh yeah travis Entee. That doesn't help them stretch the ball out like Urban Meyer would have liked to. But can Urban Meyer coach at the NFL level? We know he can coach at the collegiate level. But can he coach at the NFL level? That is going to be the big question here um, for for the Jacksonville Jaguars. For Houston. <sighs> Houston. That's all I got to say about Houston. Uh, Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville takes this win right here. Jacksonville... They're three-point favorites, but I think Jacksonville opens this game up. They win by more than three touchdowns. It wouldn't surprise me if they shut them out. Do I think they're going to shut them out? No. Would it surprise me? No. Uh, but let's play the scenario that they don't shut them out. I think it's going to be a 28-3 win. I think I just think it's going to be a dominant win by the Jacksonville Jaguars just because the Houston Texans is not that good of a team at all. And their head coach is... Uh, it was a questionable hire to begin with, but what could they, who could they go with, uh, with their head coaching search, with the, all this stuff that's going on with Deshaun Watson? Next, you got Arizona and Tennessee, because Tennessee is the only ten I see. That was corny, but uh, sometimes it, the doors open up for <laughs> for that. But man, that was corny. I will never say that again on the air. But anyway. <laughs> 
So we got Arizona and Tennessee. Kyler Murray versus Ryan Tannehill. This is a, already a big test for the Arizona Cardinals. J.J. Watt, you got Deshaun Hopkins, you got A.J. Green over there. You got a solid defense, a solid offense. What can Arizona do against the Tennessee Titans? Tennessee's three-point favorites, but I just won't give it to Tennessee. I think Arizona can do it, especially if they can stop King Henry. If they can stop King Henry, yeah, Arizona got this. But what is the Tannehill-Julio Jones connection going to be like? Is Julio Jones going to be able to do his thing out there, or will Julio Jones uh, fall in the slips of a run-style offense? And that's the thing. Everybody's going crazy over this Julio Jones thing, but Julio Jones is in a system where it's give the ball to Derrick Henry and nobody else. We only pass when we need to. That's the system he's walking into. So... I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I will sit back and say this. I think Arizona's a good team, and I think Julio is, is an excellent wide receiver. We're going to see how if they change anything. I just don't think so. So if Arizona can force if Arizona can force Tennessee to pass the ball, I like Arizona's chances of winning the game. And I will give the win to Arizona because I do think they will be a team that can stop the run. Um, by the, but, by, but uh, excuse me. But not by much. I think it's going to be like a two-point win or something like that. I, I, give it to Arizona, 28-26 to 26 or something like that. Just a two-point win for Arizona. They barely squeak out of Nashville uh, with the win nonetheless. But it wouldn't surprise me if, Nash, uh, if Tennessee can come back and uh, or turn this around and win as well. Next, we got the Miami Dolphins versus the New England Patriots. Big question, Tua, can he bounce back? Let me say this about Tua. Tua should not be getting the flight he gets. Everybody wants Tua traded and all this other stuff. It's like, yo, it's his first year. Why are we giving Tua the Josh Rosen treatment? Like, Tua's nowhere near Josh Rosen level. Why are we giving them this treatment? I, I don't think that's fair. So, let's see what Tua can do. I know he had a, uh, he struggled against the Buffalo Bills in their last game. That would have got them into the playoffs. But, look, the organization believes in Tua somewhat. At least Brian Flores does. So let's see what we can do. Let's see what he can do. There is no Ryan Fitzpatrick there for for Brian Flores to run to just in case things get bad. Two is the guy. So if two is the guy, let's start seeing if he's the guy. And speaking of the guy, let's see if Mac Jones is the guy. That was the biggest surprise this week was not the fact that Mac Jones got the starting job. That didn't surprise me. It's the fact that Cam Newton doesn't have a job. I thought Cam Newton would at least be second, but the fact that he's not even second, that baffled me a little bit. But nonetheless, um, look, it's, it's Mac Jones time. All right, you, 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 you actually are walking into a pretty good situation because you're not walking in right after Brady. Cam Newton walked in after Brady. So now you're that gap between Brady and you is is Cam Newton. So there's obviously going to be a lot of pressure, especially with Bill Belichick as your head coach, but you don't have as much pressure as you would have if you came out last year and would have got drafted by New England and would have had to follow Brady. That's the thing. But they're playing against the Dolphins. I think these are two evenly matched teams. I got the Miami Dolphins winning this game. I just don't think uh, New England is going to win this game, but we'll see about that 
Next, we got Denver and the New uh, Denver Broncos and the New York Giants, two teams, bottom dweller teams, basement teams. Uh, New York almost won the division last year, but that's not saying much in a weak division like that. And Denver is Denver. Let's see what Bridgewater can do. Let's see what Daniel Jones can do. These two teams are evenly matched as far as everything. But I do like Denver better. I like Denver's defense better. I like Denver's um, wide receiver core better. I like Denver's quarterback better because Bridgewater is a guy who knows how to manage the game. But look, look, I love, like I said, I love their running game. They got Melvin Gordon. Denver has Melvin Gordon. But look, check this out. You got Noah Fant. Whew, you got you got Jerry Judy. You got you got um, Cortland Sutton. I like Denver's I like Denver's wide receivers better, and I like Denver's secondary as well. I, I like Denver. I like what they're building in Denver, but it's gonna come down to the quarterback play, and I just don't know if the quarterback play is gonna do anything for him. No, that's no disrespect to uh, Daniel Jones or any disrespect to. Um, to Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, but I, I just I just don't know. I just don't know about both of these teams. But I like Denver because they feel a stronger team than the New York Giants. Bradley Chubb and Von Miller is going to be coming back as well, and they have an excellent secondary too. I mean, they got Ronald Darby um, in the offseason. They got Kyler Fuller. Uh, they got Kyle Fuller out there. I mean, they they got Kareem Jackson. <laughs> I mean, look. Let's let's just be real here. Jameer jo Jamar Johnson and Kareem Jackson is easily one of the best safety combos in the league. So, look, I, I like I like what Denver's fielding, and they're gonna continue to field great uh, good teams. They got Patrick Sertan. Let's see what he can do. But yeah, I I I I, I think it's gonna be close just because they're all gonna like the offense is gonna be trying to learn how to play together because of the new quarterback but I do have Denver winning this game because they are the stronger team by how many points they're two and a half point favorites I think they went I think they went by a touchdown I think they went by a touchdown next we got the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints and big question over there is what can the New Orleans Saints do now that they don't have Drew Brees now they have James Winston who's going to be starting which rightfully so I would say this if he got that laser surgery like he did, and he's slinging the ball like that. Oh, the Saints would be just fine. The Saints would be just fine. But Green Bay, Green Bay is a good team. They're they're coached um, by Matt Lafleur. They got Aaron Rodgers. But I do have New Orleans Saints with the upset. I do. Packers are four point favorites, but I got New Orleans with the upset. I think New Orleans pulls this out. Uh, I'll say about. Three points, three points or, or or less. But I think the Saints actually pulled this win, especially if Jameis Winston has a good game. Then we got the game to meet the game of the week, the game of the week. I don't care if the Rams in Chicago or Baltimore or Las Vegas is is on Monday nights and Sunday night respectively. The game of the week is AFC Division Round rematch: Kansas City Chiefs versus our beloved Cleveland Browns, and. I've been waiting for this game the moment they announced it. Oh, I've been waiting for this game the moment they announced it. Man, two teams 
strong teams. It is rematch. It is motivation. It's Baker versus Mahomes. And let me say this. A lot of people are like, oh, what if Baker doesn't? Baker will perform. Baker always performs when he plays against, uh, against Patrick Mahomes. Remember, these two guys were on the same team in college. So they used to compete, each other, uh, compete against each other. Baker knows how to compete against Patrick Mahomes. The problem that the Browns are going to be running into is how strong, how strong Kansas City's receivers are. How strong that receiving group is. How strong CEH is going to be. That's the problem. Their defense, man, Kansas City's defense is amazing. Kansas City defense is amazing. But look, they got we do got to still deal with Kelsey and Hill. We still got to deal with those guys. Do we really want to deal with those guys? I don't think so. But we still got to deal with them. And everybody's questioning their offensive line. But look, Kyle Long, Darrell Williams. Look, I, I, this is about as even as it gets in then and then Kansas City defense. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew. This defense, man. But Jerry Sneed. But man. If there's one team that can match with Kansas City, it's us. Odell Beckham, Jarvis, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I wish we would have kept Kadero Hodges. I think that was the most stupid release that we made. And Joku, Bryant, Hooper, Chubb and Hunt. Offense line is killer. Teller, Treader, Jedrick. Then our defense, Garrett, obviously, Jadavian Clowney, which a lot of people have been flacking on Jadavian Clowney because of how many sacks he doesn't have. But Jadavian Clowney, he played eight games and was the guy over there in Tennessee making disruptions. Right, well, he wasn't making the big plays, but... He was disrupting plays. He was leading the league in quarterback hits. He was leading the league in hurries before he got injured. And that's just as important as a sack because you're disrupting the play. Now you got Miles Garrett to compliment him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now you got Miles Garrett complimenting him. Yeah. Yeah. So Clowney going to get some sacks. Clowney going to get some sacks. We got Malik Jackson, Tack McKinley, who can come off the bench and just bring a spark plug. We got Jeremiah. I can never, ever pronounce his name. Anthony Walker. Let's see if Mac Wilson's going to play. We got Taki Taki. If Del Pitt plays, oh, Ronnie Harrison, if he plays. Troy Hill, John Johnson. Greg Newsom, Denzel Ward. Yeah. Yeah, if anybody that can match with the Kansas City Chiefs, it's us. It is the Cleveland Browns. 
do I know who's going to win? Who I do I think is going to win? Obviously, I think the Cleveland Browns are going to win. But man, oh man. All eyes will be on this game. This should have been Sunday night. Not Chicago and Lawson. Nobody cares about Chicago versus the Rams. Nobody cares about Chicago versus the Rams. Nobody cares about Baltimore versus Las Vegas. Who cares about those games? They care about the Browns versus Kansas City Chiefs because all eyes would be on the Browns and Kansas City Chiefs. All eyes. Kansas City is a touchdown favorite. That's disrespectful, Las Vegas. That's very disrespectful, Las Vegas. Mm. We lost to this team by two points in the divisional round. Anything was possible happened. The touchback that should have been called helmet to helmet happened. Sorensen's a good safety. There's no denying that. But man, he he went in head first. And and I get it. You got to make a play. But the flag should have been pulled, and it wasn't. Those two plays lost us the game. You don't think we're. We're, we, we can pull it within three even if we lose by less than a touchdown. That's, an, that's disrespectful. I think we win this game. I think we're motivated. I think we're hungry. But we only win this game by the, by the closest margin you can think. I only think we win this game by one point. If Kansas City wins, it's three. Like I said, I don't care about Chicago and Los Angeles. I don't care about the Ravens and the Raiders. I give you my quick predictions on quick predictions on that one. Los Angeles Rams and the Baltimore Ravens. There you go. There you go. I don't care. I don't care. Cause the Browns, Kansas City. Should have been Sunday night. Easily, hands down, should have been Sunday night. Would have drew in big ratings, and is not. So I don't care about the last two games. But when we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit about AEW All Out and also how NFL history was changed as well because of the attacks of 9-11. We're going to get into that briefly. You are listening to Technically It, it Is Real on All Sports Cleveland on NorthCoastUnderground.com. We will be back after these messages. The American Red Cross has been making an impact in communities since 1881. And with your help, we can continue to make a difference in yours. The American Red Cross depends on volunteers like you to carry on our humanitarian mission. Whether it's volunteering through your time, blood, expertise, or monetary means, you can help carry on our tradition. Take time to visit us at redcross.org and find out how you can make an impact. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take this time to breathe deeply and close your eyes. Right now, you're completely in control. Unlike the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you tried removing those raccoons from the basement. Concentrate on the soothing sound of my voice. Release the memory of when you wrestled with that beehive 
in your son's treehouse. Let go of the time you thought that skunk was a cat, or when you pulled into the garage with your son's bike on top of the car. Deep breaths, deep breaths. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Packers. Vikings. Red State. Blue State. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But no matter how different we are, we're all connected, and we can all make a difference. That's why United Way brings people, expertise, and resources together to improve the education, income, and health of our communities. The building blocks for a better life. When we live united, our efforts, magnified by others, add up to real change. Children succeed in school, families gain financial stability, the health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly, so do our communities. But real change won't happen without you. Live, Live united. united. So let's look beyond our differences. Live, Live united. united. One by one, let's make a difference. Let's reach out a hand to one and influence the condition of all. <laughs> Live, Live United. united. <laughs> Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. All right, we are back. We only got about 20, 21 minutes left, so we're going to move through this kind of fast. So before I get to the AEW card and a little bit of my uh, predictions on the AEW card, uh, let's talk about something uh, that I've been kind of teasing throughout the show, and that is... How did the attacks of 9-11 change the course of NFL history? And I know, like I said, it is a touchy subject to talk about 9-11, especially with the 20th uh, year uh, since those senseless attacks happened uh, is next Saturday. So, and I won't be here next Saturday. So I, I figured talk about it now, just, just to not talk about all the bad things that happened and and all that other crap that's came out uh, later as the years have progressed, and and kind of just take a a a lighter approach uh, to to this um, to this subject. And what lighter approach about the subject than the world of sports? So, look, we all know that the World Series is played in November because of it, because the MLB had pushed. Uh, their games back by a week, a week and a half or something like that. But also the NFL played their first Super Bowl um, in February because of the attacks because they had to push their season back a week later. And then I guess they realized, hey, it's better to give them two weeks off or whatever it may be and just play it in the first Sunday of February. February. But something interesting happened because – when the when NFL teams took the field on September 23rd of 2001, just 12 days after the attacks, it was considered week two, when September 23rd should have been week three. Now, why do I say that? Because the NFL decided to push their games back by a by by a week to let the nation heal, to let the nation recover, and to figure out what to do. So the NFL decided to push their uh, push all of their games back by one week, which gave the the league pretty much a league wide bye week, 
And the first set of games were played. Obviously, the, the, the Giants won in Kansas City 13-3 that, that game. But something happened later that game, later on that day. September 23rd, 2001, the New York Jets, the New York Jets are playing against the New England Patriots in Foxborough Stadium. And for the most part, this is a this is a defensive team. This is a defensive game. It's only it's 10 to 3 was the final score. And a couple of things that happened in that game. One, the tuck rule was called in that game. Everybody says that, oh, well, the tuck rule only got called during the Raiders game uh, against the New England Patriots. It was called in this game. Matter of fact, Vinny Testaverde was on the receiving end of, of that said rule because everybody thought he fumbled, and then they realized, like, no, he actually took the ball. So the tuck rule was in this game. You can actually go back to the highlights and look. But something bigger happened in this game. Something bigger happened in this game. Drew Bledsoe was the starting quarterback. And he is coming in to this year after signing a five-year deal to stay with the New England Patriots. Mo Lewis. That's right. This is the Mo Lewis game. If 9-11 doesn't happen the Mo Lewis game might have never happened because it would have been a week earlier. And who knows if Blessel would have got injured on that play. If everything was to go as scheduled, the Patriots should not have been playing the New York Jets that day. They should have been playing, at the time, their divisional foes, the Indianapolis Colts. The Mo Lewis game happens. Bledsoe's backup is that none other than Tom Brady. The Brady era begins because of the Mo Lewis game that was not supposed to happen that day. It was supposed to happen the week before. It got pushed back because of the senseless attacks of 9-11. And like I say, it's a touchy subject, but it's just somewhat of the different side of it. It's just, it's just the sports side. And I know it's, it's touchy. Yes, it's a little controversial for me to talk about it. But I, I still want to talk about it because it, it is history at the end of the day. Um, and this is a sports show, and it's history at the end of the day. So Brady gets put in the game. He doesn't perform well. It was actually late in the game than a lot of people realize. But uh, Blesso almost died on the field. Blesso almost died on the field that game because of that hit. And Blesso never got back into uh, into the starting position for the for the for the Patriots. Yes, he did come in in relief for the AFC Championship game, but by the time they 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 was ready to play the Super Bowl against the Rams, Brady was healthy and ready to go. And because this is the Mo Lewis game, and this is Brady's first official, this is really his second year, but it's like his first, like his first official starting year, or whatever it may be. This is also the same season that later on would lead to the Tuck Rule game, which I just mentioned a few minutes ago. 
this game opened the Patriots dynasty. And this game opened up the Brady dynasty. I'm calling it the Brady dynasty as well. Because Brady went to another team and won the Super Bowl. Brady has more rings than any NFL organization. Than any NFL organization. And it all started because of the Mo Lewis game. If 9-11 doesn't happen, the Mo Lewis game probably doesn't happen. Because the Jets and the Patriots would be playing the week prior. And then on September 23rd, 2001, the Jets would be playing the Colts. And it's crazy enough because Tom Brady's first start was against that none other than Peyton Manning, which Brady outperformed Manning. So there's that segment. That's all I wanted to talk about with that. When we come back after a quick short commercial break, we are going to talk about AEW and a little bit of my predictions about the card. You are listening to Technically is Real on All Sports Cleveland. We will be back shortly after these messages. Imagine me, a dog, moving in with a human. I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it. But he just throws it. Again. I gotta say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Right now, nearly 30% of U.S. students aren't finishing high school. In many places, it's even higher than that. And fixing it is a responsibility that we all share. This is President Obama, and I urge everyone to take responsibility for encouraging the high school students in your communities, to support them, challenge them, and do whatever it takes to help them make it through. Do your part by going to BoostUp.org and giving a student the boost that's needed to make it to graduation. A message from the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Does this sound like your life? I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in on Sunday. Okay. Or what about this? This steak is medium rare. I asked for it medium. Let me ask you something. How hard is your job? How intelligent do you have to be to take a food order? Tired of living your life in a rut? Thinking about going back to school but don't want to deal with something like this? Today, we have a similar debate over this. Anyone know what this is, class? Anyone? Anyone? Then it's time to jumpstart your career at the Ohio Media School. Seven campuses to choose from, taught by broadcast professionals in a nine-month hands-on course. Includes 160 externship hours at area radio and television stations. Job placement assistance and diploma programs are available. For more information, call 216-503-5900 or check us out on the web at beonair.com. 216-503-5900, beonair.com. The Ohio Media School, where broadcasting careers begin. All right, we are back. We got about 10 minutes left. So it's crazy because I named this show off of um, <clears throat> of, off of the same of wrestling. And we got 10 minutes left, and I'm just now getting to wrestling. So let's get into it just a little bit. So we got AEW All Out that will be happening this Sunday starting at 8 o'clock. Now, the... AEW has decided to once again go into the movie theaters, similar to what WWE did. Matter of fact, a lot of people say WWE kind of jocked the style off of AEW, whatever it may be, because AEW is doing it first. But nonetheless, 
AW will be in the movie theaters again at Cinemark. I will not be there. I'm actually going to a watch party for this this time. But nonetheless, go ahead and get your tickets at your local Cinemark, including the Cinemark down here in Valley View, where they will be having tickets on sale to go watch AEW with a bunch of wrestling fans. It should be a great environment nonetheless. So let's get into it. I'm not going to get deep into it because we only got about nine minutes left. But look, first off, let's get into the key matches. Andrade El, El Aldado has a mystery opponent. Who do I think that mystery opponent is going to be? I think that it'd be that none other than Dan Bryan. If you don't include Dan Bryan into the CM Punk Darby Allen finish, then that nonetheless, I think Dan Bryan, especially since he's been rumored since uh, like late July, early August, it wouldn't surprise me if it was Dan Bryan. If it is Dan Bryan, Dan Bryan would come out with the win. If it's not Dan Bryan, Andrade will come out with the win. MJF versus Chris Jericho. Jericho loses. He will never wrestle in AEW again. Jericho's going to win this match. Um, one, who cares about this feud anymore? I mean, we've seen him wrestle a few times on TV. And, um, you know, I, I, they had the pinnacle stuff, the pinnacle and, and, and the inner circle crap. And, you know, that was done all right. Except for, you know, they had to give up blood and guts on free TV just so they can do their crappy stadium stamp, stampede crap. But nonetheless, uh, Chris Jericho is going to win this match. Usually in the world of beautiful world of professional wrestling, anytime a situate a stipulation like Jericho loses, this happens, whatever it may be, nine times out of ten, it is not going to happen unless a contract is expiring. Or Jericho could simply just want to go to the commentator scene. And if he does, then MJF wins this, especially since Jericho is commentating on Rampage. But outside of that, I think Jericho wins this match. Next, we got uh, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW World Championship. This is after Christian Cage took the Impact title off of Kenny Omega. And I do not think Christian Cage will take the title off of Kenny Omega, the AEW World title off of Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega retains the championship. It is what it is. And... Um, yeah, hopefully they finally get this Kenny Omega Adam Page thing going because that should have been the match right here. That is no, absolutely no disrespect to Christian Cage at all. But I just think that um, it this would have been better if it was Adam Page and you would have had the crowning moment for Adam Page right here. We got the Botch Bucks. I mean, excuse me, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros for the AEW World Tag Team Titles in the Steel Cage match. Uh, the Young Bucks are going to go over on this one. Doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, Miro versus Eddie Kingston for the TNT Championship. I think Miro's going to come out with this win. I don't think they're going to take the title off of, uh, off of Miro, especially how they've been building Miro uh, as of late as this, as this dominant force um, to be reckoned with. They should have been doing this in the first place with Miro instead of him coming in with, with this best friend, best man, best whatever the hell it was crap that they had him come in he should have been coming in like this uh to begin with so i don't think Miro's gonna lose the title at all next Britt baker dr bit break brit baker versus chris statlander Britt is going to retain this title i think Britt is easily easily the hottest female um in the aew promotion right now 
I don't think a lot of people would be very happy if Chris Statlander took the title off of Britt. You got to have Britt have a nice run with this title and build this division around Britt. There is no question about it. Britt is one of the better wrestlers in this uh, promotion. So if you have, and there's nothing against Chris Statlander, but I'd, I'd rather see Britt win this match. Um, and let me go back to the Andrade match because it just popped in my head. What if his mystery opponent is Adam Cole, baby? That'd be good, too. And if his mystery opponent is Adam Cole, baby, then Adam Cole, baby, wins the match. Yes, he does. So then finally, the final match that I want to talk about, we got a women's battle royale, which, I mean, that's just to get everybody onto the same card. We got Orange Cassidy, versus, uh, Orange Cassidy Chuck Taylor, Willie Yoada, uh, Yotua. And Jurassic Express versus TH2, Private Party, and Matt Hardy in a buy-in match, which is the pre-show match. Uh, you know, we got that. But let's get into We got John Moxley versus uh, Set Oshoi Kojima. And then we got CM Punk versus Darby Allen. If there was any one match that I'll be looking forward to on this card is CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Darby Allen is a star in the making, and he is going to be a star once he is done wrestling CM Punk. CM Punk's first match in seven years. Let's see what he can do. Let's see if he can knock some ring rust off. This is this is where everybody's like, hey, can he still do it? You can. We all know he can do it on the microphone. But can you still do it in the ring against somebody who is this good? We're going to find out and see. I am very looking forward to this match. I think CM Punk wins this match. And at first I was sitting back and saying that, hey, look, Darby, you should win this match. But if they go with the clean finish, CM Punk is going to win. And I think that's okay because you know what? One is CM Punk's first match in seven years. And two, as long as Darby Allen has a good showing, Darby Allen doesn't have to worry about taking a win or a loss. Darby Allen looks good in this match. Darby Allen will come out as a star, win or lose. He'll come out as a star regardless. So that's just my personal opinion. If they go with the screw finish, it needs to be Daniel Bryan and or Will Ospreay. That's who it needs to be. If they go with the DQ finish, Daniel Bryan or Will Ospreay needs to interfere. So that's just my quick thoughts on AEW um, All Out, which is this Sunday. And um, next week, we are going to talk about All Out because I will be reviewing All Out here next, uh, not next Saturday, excuse me. I, I am so used to coming in here every Saturday. I, I, that I forgot that I will not be here next Saturday. So I don't know if I'm going to do a review on it or not because I don't think y'all would care if I do an interview on it or a review on it. Um, I don't think so. It may be two weeks after the fact. But anyway. Nonetheless, we are going to talk about when, we, when I come back on the 18th, it will be week two of the NFL. So we'll go through a quick breakdown of week one. We'll go through a quick breakdown of week two. We're also going to get into some NBA talk as the NBA season is going to be fast approaching. We're going to break down a couple of divisions in the NBA as well. And then we're going to have wrestling news rumors. And obviously, there is going to be not one but two jobber of the weeks because of the simple fact that I will not be here on the 11th. So there are gonna be, there's going to be two jobbers of the week. Maybe it'll be Bishop Sagamore again. Who knows? Because a lot is still coming out about this school. So who knows if, if Bishop Sagamore becomes jobber of the week? There has only been one jobber of the week. There's never been a two-time jobber of the week yet. And Bishop Sagamore, you're on pace to doing it again. 
But I just want to say thank you all for listening. Thank you all for for tuning in. And once again, I will not be here next Saturday on the 11th. I will be back on the 18th. It has. It, I will be back here again. I'm just stumbling over my words again. So again, I will be back here on the 18th. And thank you all for listening to Technically It Is Real. Because ladies and gentlemen, it has been real. And I am your host, Tyro Jackson. You all have a lovely Labor Day weekend. You all have a fantastic next two weeks. See you back on the 18th. I am signing off. You're listening to the flagship home of Lake County Captains Baseball. We are the talk of the land. AllSportsCleveland.com. Valley View, Cleveland. Was because it was a doubleheader weekend with a cup series race following immediately. So they didn't, just because of the fact that they're scheduling like that, it was a shorter race. It was only 60 laps, and boy, it flew by. I mean, it really did. You know, it, it, 